Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. AHOP TV empowers believers with spirit-inspired messages and strategic equipping that accelerates your spiritual growth. You can subscribe to stream weekly content from Awakening House of Prayer, conferences, and other exclusive content to stir your hunger and encourage your heart. Visit us online at ahop.tv. Welcome to The Jennifer LeClaire Show. I'm interviewing some awesome guests and sharing personal insights along the way to stir your faith. Hope you enjoy it. And I'm here tonight with Apostle Tim Sheep. He has been so gracious to join us tonight to talk about one of his books that's especially impactful, one of his books that has impacted thousands of people around the world, one of his books that you may have heard of the book is called planting the heavens releasing the authority of the kingdom through your words prayers and declarations and we're going to dive into that in just a few moments i'm going to ask some questions we're going to have a little bit of dialogue but apostle tim sheep i wanted to give you a chance to say hello uh, tell readers a little bit more about your ministry uh, before we dive into this uh, very insightful interview well, thank you, Jennifer. It's nice to be with you tonight. Uh, I'm in Middletown, Ohio, where I've pastored now for 38 years. Wow. And, uh, yeah, and uh, was the first church uh, that I ever worked at and just never left. But we've been able to uh, attempt to build a apostolic hub here that's beginning to affect about eight state region. And uh, and now branching out even even further and trying to now build 12 different hubs in the region uh, for the new era that I believe is is now beginning and training and activating the kingdom of God for a brand new time that uh, I believe the greatest days in church history are about to begin. They're not in our mm-hmm. past. They're they're in our present and they are in our future, and um, we're trying to influence that. And um, now we're partnering with uh, 4,850 churches that uh, are using one of our prayer torches to pray for revival and awakening. That's so, amazing. So how do you how do you go about planting these 12 hubs? Is it by the Lord's leading to a specific city? Does, is there a, a connection that comes through a leader? What is the, what's the thrust or the, the strategy behind something like that? I know there's a lot of people listening who may be looking to plant churches in their region or hubs in their region, and, you know, where do you start with that? Um, I start with leaders, um, not, not a region, because some, uh, some regions, uh, well, all 
all need all regions would need it, but um, uh, I would uh, I tend to start with a leader, and uh, if if the leader is has the mindset or the worldview to to be a kingdom hub, and I really look for apostolic and prophetic minded people, then I can work with that individual to begin to build a an apostolic hub it's it's different than just a local church it would be a hub that reaches out to local churches in a region and uh, and become a training center where Mm -hmm. i can bring well not just myself but others um to that that hub and begin to implement kingdom strategies um, and rotate the idea is is to uh, release or activate a revival that just doesn't stop until Jesus comes, and it rotates through those hubs. So it's a I'm looking for a different kind of a leader um, than just a, a, a local church pastor, someone probably more apostolic minded. And mm-hmm. we've been able to we've been able to do that. Um, some of them are are just starting but others are are down the road pretty good so i'm excited about uh, doing some new things it's a new time a new era and it requires new thinking new strategies um and i believe uh, the converging of the ages in our times is now activating a lot of the different streams throughout history into our times right now so it's a very exciting time and uh, I really believe it's going to be a very powerful and supernatural, miraculous time. So these kingdom hubs I'm looking looking at, I look for leaders, not just the region itself. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, everything yeah. rises and falls on leadership. So that's the that would be the best approach, uh, mm-hmm. in my view as well. We do the same thing through. We have a a, a prayer movement called Awakening Blaze. And we look for leaders in cities who are willing to partner with us so that we can help equip them and align with them to set, you know, their cities on fire to pray for the needs of their city. And every city has unique challenges. I mean, I guess all cities to some degree have the same overall challenges, but one city might be more of a stronghold for, you know, prostitution or drug addiction or, you know, there's there's strongholds. Every city, we partner with them to help them to uh, strategize and take over their city. So uh, I think you're, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. The, the the leader has to be discovered first. Um, so that's that's just a tip for the readers out listeners out there who are uh, pressing into building apostolically. Uh, you you build through sons and daughters through leaders. Uh, you can't just necessarily without a word of the Lord blow into a region and and build something willy nilly. It, it happens most of the time through through relationships uh, also obviously the word of the lord can come unto you saying go into a region but typically it's through the leadership so mm-hmm. good stuff good stuff yeah it's it's um it's important to recognize the gifts the talents and the abilities of the leaders and we're all unique you're unique to me and and others are unique to us and in god typically i see he he uses those unique talents of that leader, and that apostolic hub takes on the personality 
um, to some degree of that leader and their style. And that's important because everyone needs to be who they are in Christ. So, and the last thing I want to do is create a method. Um, I want to create life. And uh, I want to create uh, a situation where that leader can be very successful. And yet, in the context and unity of a kingdom that we're all functioning in, a kingdom that is growing, and uh, a corporate vision to reach the world, a corporate vision to, to activate the kingdom of God at levels that, that we haven't seen, I think, since the book of Acts maybe, uh, to mm-hmm. the degree that I, I, I want to see it, because I think it takes that to see signs, wonders, and miracles, which we all want to see. And obviously, uh, the harvest that is so important for the king right now to begin to reap the harvest. So the unique abilities of leaders is, is something we need to not just cherish, but uh, also uh, uh, resource. And if I could say, what am I about? I want to resource them to be all they they can be. So I'm excited, and and I see something happening in America and the world that I I believe we've prayed for and fought for uh, for decades. Amen. I'm I agree. I'm right there with you. I was just with Dutch and Ken. I guess it was a weekend before last when he was down here in Satellite Beach, and he taught a, an outstanding message on the apostolic, but not just the apostolic, but the, you know, the gospel, you know, preaching the gospel versus making disciples, discipling nations, rather. And I'm sure you, you're familiar with his message, but that, that's, that's what it takes, but it takes, it takes leaders to do that. So that, that's, yes. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the uh, planting the heavens. Now, we're talking about releasing the authority of the kingdom through our words, prayers, and declarations. And I love this because so much of the church, you know, the Bible says that we're kings and priests unto God. But so much of the church and even so many intercessors have come into this pattern of, of, of the priesthood, which is petitioning God. And that's good, and we need to do that. But so many, I feel, have, have not stepped into that kingship side where they're decreeing a thing. When kings decree a thing, uh, it happens. And so when we decree by the Spirit of God, we're releasing a different kind of authority than when we pray as priests. It's a different, it's a different uh, expression of our authority in prayer. That, that's the kind of my take on it. I wanted to hear your, your take on that, the difference between prayers and declarations. Oh, absolutely. Well, the, the purpose of, of Christ's church, which he used the word ecclesia, it was a, a church that decrees and sees things established. In fact, it is a governing body. Um, and he said, we will forbid things, we will permit things. And, of course, you go back to Genesis chapter 1, that was the dominion mandate that mm-hmm. he gave to man, that you are to have dominion. Um, and that's why I, I began to write uh, the book a few years ago and teach a few years ago on it because of the difference you're talking about. We, we must understand the importance of uh, our being God's voice on the earth and the importance of the creativity of our words when they align with God's word and we make those, those decrees. I, 
I was in my office one one afternoon, and I'd been reading Genesis chapter one, and uh, the you know the awesome description of God creating the heavens and the earth. And I heard the Holy Spirit speak so clearly to me. I I thought it was out loud. It was that clear. I don't think it really wow. was, but it was this clear as he said to me, words are seeds. And I leaned back in my chair and I just began to ponder what he was saying. It was so heavy with meaning. Words are seeds. Words, they germinate and and they grow. Words, when they are uh, planted properly, they will reproduce themselves. Uh, Word seeds are the, the concealed beginnings of something that can grow to fullness when we believe them and when we activate them. Uh, them. Uh, in other words, they are latent potential mm. waiting, waiting to be planted in the soil of our lives or uh, a church, a business, a nation, and they can grow and fulfill whatever that word is. And that's what happened in the beginning. What what God decreed became what it is. I mean, it, it activated what the seed described. He mm-hmm. planted the heavens and the earth, and when he, when he said the word, the DNA that is in those words, whatever that word is, it became what was, what was decreed. And I begin to see the possibilities and the opportunity that God was giving to us to partner with him and how powerful words are when we, when we do decree them in the name of King Jesus. They affect change. They, they lose prayer. They release vision. They release potential. They instruct. They, they release strategies. I, um, I wrote a book on angel armies not long ago, words that we decree they activate angels. Yes, to yes. Psalms 103 and verse 20, they, they activate angel armies. Angels hearken. They listen to the voice of God's word. Well, we are the, we're the agents on earth now, the sons and daughters of God now, that, that decree God's word. And when we decree the word of the Lord, they get involved in bringing it to pass. And I begin to just see so clearly how our words open creative spheres that release the creative abilities of the words that we describe. And so it really took me on a a journey of study throughout the scriptures, which became this book on the power of our words and how that we plant the heavens and the earth with the words that we speak. And what we plant is what is seen or what is grown if we don't negate it with our words, if we don't turn it negative. And Mm -hmm. uh, that took me on the, uh, well, the foundation verse of the book, Genesis, um, took me there to Isaiah 51 and verse 16. I have put my words in your mouth so that I can plant the heavens and lay the foundations in the earth. Foundations we need for this new era, the, the foundations we need to lay, they are determined by words of authority that the church decrees, the words of 
faith that the saints decree. And we also plant the heavens, and that refers to the atmosphere. We plant the atmosphere of these regions with the word of the Lord. And what we decree, it produces after its kind. In other words, it produces what it is. So God was giving us the ability to do what he did in the beginning. He created from nothing. We don't create from nothing. We create with his word. But he said, here's my word. Plant the heavens. Plant the region with my word. Here's my word. Lay foundations on the earth so that your life is founded right and proper life is grown. Lay foundations in your region so that the ecclesia, it, it can grow and become what I say it is. Lay foundation uh, in the earth and plant the atmosphere so that government can change. And so that, Matthew 28, you begin to disciple nations. Mm-hmm. So it, be, it, became the theme of, it became the theme of the book. And um, I, I saw it everywhere. You know how it is when you're writing or studying something, you see it everywhere. It was like it was, <laughs> yes. on, every, it was on every page, you know. So Yeah. That, that's awesome. So that's powerful. I mean, we know that the, wor- the world was framed with the word of God, and we've heard, you know, word of faith preachers forever. But this is, this is in line with the preaching that we've heard on, on words, but this is like another level. This is like an apostolic perspective on it. As you say this, it's, it's not just word of faith. We, we love word of faith. We love the, you know, the Bible calls the word the word of faith. But this, is, this, is, this, ha- this carries a greater authority almost in who, ha- understanding who we are when we're agreeing with God. Well, yes. Um, the, well, the Word of Faith movement is, is excellent. I mean, I, I, it, it fed my life and still does. Yeah. More of a charismatic, uh, I think, model, mm-hmm. which was more for the believer, um, more of the authority of the believer himself. This takes it to a corporate level of an ecclesia, a, a mighty church, a, a kingdom of, of believers that, um, that release a, an authority, not just for themselves, but an authority to activate a kingdom, which that was, that was Christ's mindset. It was all about kingdom. And, and we didn't think kingdom, I don't think, the way that we should. We thought, how does this affect my, my personal life, which is good. We need that. All of us do. But mm-hmm. we, we almost, Jennifer, I think we almost took on the worldview of who cares about the government and whoever, who cares about laws and, you know, Jesus is coming and I'm just taking care of myself. And, and the church almost sat passively by and did not engage with its corporate authority to, to be an ecclesia. That's I right. remember I've even had people say, we don't need to worry about that. Jesus is coming any day now, and, you know, we're, we're out of here. And uh, I, I think there's, a, there's something to be said about the church sitting idly by while things like Roe versus Wade w- was passed. We didn't try to stop it until the, you know, the horse was out of the barn, so to speak. And um, we didn't engage in government. I remember, of course, I'm, I'm a little older than you, but I remember... Back, you know, in my early days, pastors would even teach, stay out of government. You're just going to get corrupted. It's sinful. 
mm-hmm. stay out of government. We're here to just be spiritual. And, of course, we're here to be just good Christian people, but staying out of government is, is the opposite of, of what Jesus was teaching. So a corporate balance of authority for a kingdom to begin to reign and prosper, a kingdom on earth to begin to grow, a kingdom to uh, begin to affect government. It, we're a spiritual government. Yes, that's true. But a spiritual government that is properly making its declarations into a region and laying God's foundation into a region, it affects natural government. It can affect politics. Mm. It can affect mm-hmm. law. And we should. But, but for a long time, we just didn't do that. And I think that's, that's one of the messages of the apostolic and prophetic that I, I think is so important for our times. We, we are now beginning to, to use an authority to decree the word of the Lord and, and be a true ecclesia that, that, that it does. You're right. It engages an authority that is on a higher level. We don't negate or we don't do away with the personal authority of the believer. We, we add to it the corporate authority of a, of a New Testament church in a region, ruling and reigning with God's power. And so... I took the, that angle in in the book. I apply it some to the individual itself, uh, of course, but, but mainly I want to see that God has put us here on this earth to be ruling and reigning with him, with power, with authority, to activate his his miracle working power and to and to see the supernatural in our natural realm. And I was yeah. a little bit, I just was a little bit disappointed, I think, with maybe a word, uh, in where I saw the church going. I wasn't seeing any power. I wasn't, I wasn't seeing miracles here and there maybe, but not like I feel that God wants, not the supernatural that I want, and certainly not the glory realm that I, I want to live in. And, and so I bent the book towards that kind of authority and planting the heavens of a region and and laying foundations. If we don't do it, then it's not going to get done because we're the only, we're the only beings that can do it. God has given us the right to do it. He has given us his word to do it. All we have to do is engage and do it. I mean, that sounds simple. It's a little harder than that, but, but you know what I mean? The principle is there. And we can do this. And we are going to do it. We're going to get this done. The world has never seen a church like it's about to see. Amen. Amen. Hell has never experienced a church like it's about to experience. It's never experienced authority that it's about to experience, whereby demon powers and thrones of darkness are absolutely going to be told by an authoritative church that understands who they are and understands what Christ has made them to be and their authority. Hell has never experienced a church that looks them right in the eye, doesn't back up and says, no, we bind that. You're not yes. going to do that in our region. You're not going to do that in my town. You are That's bound. Right. We overthrow you in the name of King Jesus. And we activate angel armies to assist us under the supervision of the Holy Spirit. 
that has not been experienced, I think, since the book of Acts, and it's about to be experienced. And, of course, 120 were able to turn the world upside down. What can a few million of us do? I realize it's a remnant, but the remnant isn't 120 anymore. Amen. That's a really good word. So, so how do we, you know, a lot of people listening to this might say, well, how do I pray with that authority, with that confidence, with that expectation? How do I get to that level in my prayer life? I mean, I, I'm sure people listening, they're inspired by what you're saying, but they're like, well, how do I, how do I get there? Is it a matter of spending more time in the Word? Is it a matter of, you know, how, how do they do this practically speaking to, to, to grab a hold and really get that, you know, their words matter, that they're, they're confident that when they pray, they're going to see transformation in their life, their family, their church, their region, whatever. Well, I think I would go to decrees for that, which is something we're beginning to understand. We decree what God says. We decree uh, the principles or the strategy that God has given to us with the words of our mouth. Um, a decree is is very similar to a prayer. Mm-hmm. It's just not a petition. It's a statement of what we already believe God has told us. In other words, I'm not praying, Lord, um, transform my city uh, so much as a petition, come and do something. I am declaring, your word says this. Your word says that you are going to transform. You are whatever the prophetic word might be for uh, a particular region, they become strategies that we decree and exercise our authority with. It's so important that we learn that prophetic words are assignments, and those assignments are to be decreed in the region by faith so that we plant the heavens with them and we lay the foundations on the earth. For example, I think everybody, or not everybody, but a lot would know Isaiah 55, verse 8 through 11, where where God says, my thoughts are not your thoughts, my ways are not your ways. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain come down, down and the snow from heaven and do not return there, but waters the earth, and brings it forth to bud and Mm -hmm. grow, that it may give seed to the sower, bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but will accomplish what I please, and prosper in the thing I sent it. Um, Many of the translations, in fact, the Hebrew translation, where it says that it will accomplish what I please, it uses the word assignment. Message Bible reads that way. It will accomplish the assignment that I give it. Our words, instead of praying them, we make, we give assignments with our words. Prophetic words are often that way. They are assignments. That's why I read prophetic words over and over and I I use prophetic words to build strategy um, quite often because those prophetic words are assignments that God gives us. That's why the prophetic and the apostolic are so important because they are declaring strategies 
so that the body of Christ uh, receives an assignment that they can declare into the region. I use my words to declare assignments. I use my words like um, like a a person in authority or a judge or uh, a king. And I, I have a chapter in, in the book on how kings speak. Kings speak with decrees. They speak with authority. In other words, I don't just pray that hell is bound. I decree, I state it, you are bound in Jesus' yes. name. You are going to stop. I make those decrees in Jesus' name. I give assignment to the words that, that I decree. And if we decree a thing, it is established, according to Job chapter 20, 22. And um, uh, I like J.B. Rotherham's translation. It says, decree a purpose. Decree, give an assignment with your words. Uh, speak with a Authority. Um, the voice translation says, pronounce something to be. That's what God did in the beginning. He pronounced it be. And that's mm. important uh, where releasing our authority is concerned. Pronounce what you, what is in your heart, pronounce it to be. The, the vision that God has put inside you, pronounce it to be. Decree a purpose. Give an assignment with, with your words. And if we will do that, uh, if it is in line with God's word, then we're laying a foundation that God's going to, he's going to grow things and uh, build things into, into our region. I remember uh, years ago now, and maybe this has happened to you. Um, I know you're out speaking different places. A friend of mine, he asked me if I would come and share at uh, an event that he was doing. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I said, sure. And I forget exactly what the event was, but I, got a, I received a download from the Lord on ruling and reigning, a message on ruling and reigning. And, uh, Romans 5.17, ruling and reigning in this life and um, kingdom government. Well, it wasn't anything about the particular event, nor was it a church that that I felt would even know what I was talking about and not not putting them down in any way. They just weren't going that way. Mm-hmm. And so I tried to help God out by saying, Lord, they're not going to understand this, and this is not what I need to do. <laughs> You know, and tried to talk him that way, you know. And I'll never forget, he said to me, they will understand exactly what I want them to understand. But it has been requested of me, and I want you to plant it in that region, and I'll grow it. And after that, this was years ago, I found myself on occasion... I know I'm preaching to people. I know I'm talking to people. And I'm hoping, of course, they get something out of it. But there's this feeling deep inside that I'm really sowing something into a region. Mm. I'm speaking into an atmosphere. 
I'm, I'm planting something into the soil of that region that God wants to grow. There are times even on Sunday morning here after 38 years, yes, I'm speaking to this congregation, but I have this, this feeling. I'm sowing something into the atmosphere of this region that's going to grow. I'm speaking with authority here. That is, that is different. I'm decreeing something. I'm pronouncing something. Don't know if that's ever happened to you, but I've, yes. not in an arrogant way at all, but I just think, oh, God is wanting, he's planting this. It's like he did in the beginning. Uh, he's, and what I'm decreeing is going to produce after its kind. And uh, so from then on, I, was, I became very conscious of decreeing my authority in a different kind of way other than just praying it. I decree what I want to see. You do not see if you don't decree. That mm. was kind of the, when you decree, you see. You don't de- decree, you won't see. And uh, in the beginning, I'm, I, I remember again going back there uh, to Genesis Chapter 1, remember in the beginning, we all know that the earth was without form and it was void, it was dark, it was barren. But the condition of the heavens and the earth then, it was dependent on a word of God that was decreed. It didn't change until there was a decree, a decree of authority, the the productivity of the heavens and the earth was dependent on the word of God. And it still is today. The answer to much of the the chaos, the disorder, and there's plenty of disorder in our world, the darkness, the barrenness, it's still the, the decreed word of God through his people, through his sons and daughters, through the church. The seeds of change are in the word itself that we are told we are to decree. And we have the right to do that. Uh, four references in Genesis chapter 1 says that, that our word seeds, the seeds replenish the earth. The earth, our regions, they need to be replenished. Yes, by prayer, but by the decreed word of the Lord. Here's what God says. Here's mm. what his word says. And here's the way this region is going to be. It's going to transform and be like this. Eight times in the first chapter, it says that these seeds produce after their kind. They produce the DNA that is, that is within them. And that happens every time. It says the seed is in itself. And the seed that is in God's word, it will grow and produce if we decree it, if the born-again ones wow. decree it. Um, that's why, actually, when, when the, the, the New Testament describes the new birth, and again, it's something we know, but we need to become conscious of it, uh, and the Apostle Peter does a great job of describing it in the book of First Peter chapter 1 and verse 22, but it talks about us being born again, not of corruptible seed, 
but of incorruptible seed. And the Message Bible uses the word mortal firm. Moffat's translation says immortal, not mm. mortal. And the word seed there is, it takes us back to the beginning in a different kind of a way when God was saying words are seeds because the word seed in the Greek language is the Greek word spora and it literally means parenting seed, literally. Wow. Parenting <laughs> seed. In other words, we really are God's seed. Parents, a parenting seed passes on genetic markers to to the children Uh, my parents passed on to me traits hereditary qualities uh, genetic markers that are in me to this day but spiritually something miraculous happens of course at the new birth God's seed is placed inside of us the seed of his word which literally has God's DNA in it. So in our spirit, the DNA of the Word of God planted inside of us produces God. So wow. there are certain tendencies and, and traits and nuances and qualities within that DNA that are passed on to us. And it's literal. It's in our spirit. Um, uh, those that are listening, and, and I'm sure you have been been here a few times, but I used to wonder sometimes, why do I think so different than the world? I mean, you mm-hmm. hear some of these things on on TV or the news, and people are they think, how in the world can they think that way? And why do I think the way I think? Well, it's because I have God's markers in me. I have God's DNA in me. I have the seed of Almighty God. He is He is my Father, literally, my spiritual Father. Yes. So, innate inside of me um, is the genetic code to believe. I, I believe anything's possible. The world can't do that. I believe that healings are for today. I believe anybody can get healed. I believe the dominion mandate. I believe authority. I believe uh, governing authority has been given to us. And I believe that inside of the, of the newborn, the new creatures of Christ Jesus, I believe there's a genetic code that is in there just waiting to rule and reign and declare just like God did in the beginning, be to certain things, governing power to be released. It is in us to do this. We are joint heirs with Christ. We're heirs of the Father. And within us, activating in this new era, I believe by the millions, is this DNA of the Father wanting to rise up in this new era. And yes, we're going to pray, but beyond that, we're going to decree things on earth that the kingdom of God is asking us to decree. We're going to decree 
the will of God on this planet. We're going to decree against principalities and powers and, and rulers of darkness. We're going to make the decrees that God says are rightfully ours to make. And we're going to see activated, I believe, we're going to see activated a, a form or type of Christianity like this world has never seen before. We are going to be a creative voice for the living God on this planet as was ordained in the dominion mandate. Go forth, have dominion. Go and do, rule and reign for me. That is something that needs to become a, a conscious worldview of the body Christ right now. And the apostles are raising up and we're, we're beginning to write decrees. I remember in the angel book, I put 300 decrees in the back of the book. Mm-hmm. And we're yeah, teaching our decrees. And everywhere you go in these conferences, they're having times of, of decrees where we decree the word of the Lord. So we are learning to give assignments to our words to go forth into the region and begin to be uh, produced. So that's kind of a, you know, like a nutshell of the first five or six chapters of, uh, of the book. But we have to understand, I really am a child of God. You really are his daughter. You really are. It's not something that, that's just nice words. Oh, God's in your DNA. You think different. You are gifted different. You have authority to rule and reign with him. Just, well, you're a joint heir, a suglernoma. A joint heir, a suglernomas. And it's the Greek word for identical. You're an identical wow. heir with Christ. And Christ showed us how to rule and reign. So our words need to align that way and rule and reign with him. It's fascinating where we're heading, and it is very powerful. Uh, It is. It is. I think we're heading towards the fulfillment of the apostolic promise that he's coming for a glorious church without spot or wrinkle or any such thing. One of the reasons I wrote this and studied what I've, I've studied for probably 15 years now is I, I just, I, how can, I wasn't seeing a glorious church. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't seeing a reigning church. And yet in the scripture I was seeing the possibility is here. And now look what God has done. He has activated again the apostolic and the prophetic. He is activating his word and revelation to us at levels that just 15 years ago we weren't seeing. And he's saying, Come on now, rise, be my sons and daughters. Be those that have dominion. Activate my authority in your region. Activate my authority in all seven mountains of the culture. Mm-hmm. Activate, activate your authority and begin to reap the harvest that I have ordained for the end of the age. And we're going to do it. You know, the prophets are saying it's going to be a billion soul harvest. Think about it. That's a glorious church. Yes. Amen. Yes, Amen. yes. I'm Amen. I'm right there with you. I'm believing for it. I believe 
we are on the edge of it. There's a tipping point to everything. There's a tipping point. And, you know, the, the shifting from, you know, my four and no more, my needs, you know, my, you know, receiving, receiving, receiving to actually rising up and our authority and doing the stuff, doing the works, doing the greater works, you know, discipling nations, decreeing and declaring. It's just a paradigm shift for the church that I think we're ready to step into because the apostolic and prophetic have been restored. And although we're not operating at the highest level of the apostolic or the prophetic, there's a, there's a remnant, there's enough that understands these concepts, there's enough that have been equipped, uh, and, and enough more that are willing to be equipped, where I believe we are at a tipping point, and we will see uh, almost like an explosion is what I see of the apostolic gospel in the, in the sense of, Yes, signs, wonders, and miracles that have been lacking. Yes, actually discipling nations. Yes, invading the mountains of, you know, these seven mountains in our government and bringing real change, culture, kingdom culture, influence. I think that this is where we are, uh, you know, we've had a taste of it. We're we're seeing it in part, but I believe there's going to be an explosion of this, and that will lead to a great harvest. I believe that with all my heart. Oh, absolutely. It's it's all over the scriptures, it's, but we have to dare to go there. Um, and now we, now we are. Something began to, to shift the end of last year and the beginning of this year. Um, those that I'm running with, and, and in fact, a prophetic word that I was given in uh, February, that you're, we are now moving into a new era. And it's not just another revival. It's not just another um, move of God uh, or another stream like we've seen down through history. This is like, it's, it's a new era. In an era, of course, uh, new years began that are different than the years that were prior. And we had some pretty difficult years the last 10 years or so at least a lot of us did but now it's all shifting into a new kingdom era and in the revival that that i believe jennifer we're going to see um is so different than what we experienced uh in the past um it's well, I, Brownsville Revival was awesome. I went there and enjoyed it, and it, it, it inspired me. I went to Toronto. This one I don't believe is going to be like that. It's not going to be a local revival. This one is going to be everywhere. This is a kingdom revival. And it, it, it seems to make spiritual sense to me. I mean, the saints should not have to drive. 10 hours to get in revival somewhere or see the God move that way. No, it ought to be right where they're at. Yes, that's right. It ought to be exploding everywhere. It ought to be in your town, my town, everywhere. I believe that's where we're headed in this move. It's a new era. It's a new time. And God is saying, you know, it's not going to be just local revivals here and there. No, I am activating I'm activating my ecclesia. I'm activating my church. And this is going to be explosive revival whereby the nets are drawn in all over the state, all over the nations, everywhere. 
And to do that, of course, we have to take on this ruling and reigning mindset that the Scripture produces, whereby we don't have to get a certain one to come to town and declare the word of the Lord. No, we have heard the word of the Lord, and we are those that declare the word of the Lord. We do it in our town. You do it in your town. They do it in their town. And we, declare, we, we plant the heavens and we lay the foundations that God says into our regions so that it is a kingdom harvest or uh, a kingdom revival that reaps harvest. And, and we, don't just, we don't just have to go to a healing evangelist to see people healed. They're healed all over the place, all, yes. all the ecclesias. They, they don't have to go drive somewhere to get delivered. No, the delivering power of God is, is here. That's what, that's what I see happening, and I, I'm excited about it because it has been a dream that I've had since I was, I was a small a small kid. My dad was a pastor, and, a, and I've, I've been in church all my life, and I always wondered why I have to go somewhere else to experience God. Why, why do we have to go to revival, uh, you know, in another state and experience this? Shouldn't this be right here if God's here? Well, of course. Mm-hmm. Now, now we're going to see it. Um, and I, I, I think it's going to take that to truly disciple uh, nations. I mean, if you just have a revival going in three or four places around the United States, that's not going to, that's really not going to intimidate principalities and powers or dethrone mm-hmm. them. But if it's everywhere, I'm looking for a church that everywhere hell turns, he's getting beat up, you know, by a supernatural uh, church by an authority that's that's dominating for King Jesus. You know, it's time for the, there is, there is no, there is no reason for the church of Jesus Christ to be dominated by hell. There's no reason for it. We have been given authority. We just have to rise and decree that authority in the name of King Jesus and stand in that authority, releasing the reign, the power that he has given to us. And uh, the remnant is beginning to get, get hold of that. I'm starting to call them the radical remnant. Mm. Just, they, they just, they're starting to think so differently. You get with the remnant and you start declaring, God wants to do this. And it's, it's, they, just, they just almost yell, yeah, yes. God wants to take this world back. Yes, he does. God's going to give us a billion souls, yes. Yes. It's, it's getting there. The faith level's rising. I, I don't know about you, but I feel it in my bones. I, yes. This is big. This is big. And um, so big. I'm, excited yeah. about, I'm excited about it. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Well, would you just, I want to remind our listeners that uh, this has been so deep, so rich. I know that you've piqued the interest of so many and stirred the faith and the hearts of so many people who, who want more. So I would really encourage you all to pick up a copy of this book, Planting the Heavens. Uh, it's got strategy. It's got, it's, there's so much here. So if you like what you heard on that, pick up 
that book. And Apostle Tim, would you just say a prayer over our, uh, over our listeners? And many, many, many more will be listening to this on replay. And just pray over us that we might I just do it however you'd like to pray. But I, I want our, our, our listeners to really catch this revelation deeper. And I know that some of that is taught and some of it's caught. Sure, I'd be glad to. Father, I thank you for what you are doing on the earth. I thank you for the authority that you've given to us. And all those that are listening uh, this afternoon or will be listening at other times, I pray, God, there come an activation now of a greater level of faith that begins to spark or activate an authority that rises up through their spirit and rises up to declare what you that uh, what you declare or say is possible that rises up and and begins to rule and reign not backing down from powers of darkness but addressing them with the decree and the authority of the name of Jesus commanding them come down from your place uh, come down from your influence in our region and activating an authority that begins to engage Engage in government. While, Lord, uh, we may not be able to, to reach the entire world, we can reach our region and we can begin to influence it that way. And I pray for revelation and enlightenment to come concerning the abilities you have given to us to plant the heavens with decrees of faith, to lay foundations in our region with decrees of faith and lay them into our churches, Lord. Lay them into the foundations of our families and our businesses, whereby the kingdom of Almighty God is not something that, that we just talk about, but it is something we live. We activate and we live out a kingdom, a kingdom that is growing and expanding all over this world and in our regions today. And I pray, God, that the gifts, the talents, and the abilities of everyone listening would now go to an entirely new level. Whatever that gift is, Lord, hone it and activate it and anoint it and take it, Lord, to a level that you can use for such a time as this. Lord, I pray for visions and dreams to be activated in those that are listening, that strategies be downloaded in those dreams and strategies be downloaded in those visions. I pray for for leaders that are that may be listening, that, that God, you would, you would stir them so deeply, challenge them so deeply with a vision for their region that, and such a boldness would rise that they would declare the word of the Lord, declare that vision and never back down from it. And that corporately, Lord, you would just blend us all together to become a kingdom voice on this earth like it's never been heard before a new sound for a new era i pray god that in each one of their lives there would be individual harvest but also lord we would unite together for corporate harvest let the harvest be great for your kingdom and lord we would give ourselves to you to be activated for that for your cause for such a time as this i pray god that the ecclesia that you have ordained would now rise and become the authoritative voice that you have called it to be in, in every village and town 
throughout this, this world. Confirm your word with signs and wonders and miracles. Let great healings be stirred. Activate, God, the angel armies that would assist your saints and assist your New Testament churches and bring the assignment on their word seed decrees to pass, to grow them to produce after their kind. And we would declare that in the name of King Jesus. Amen. Amen and amen. The book is called Planting the Heavens, Releasing the Authority of the Kingdom Through Your Words, Prayers, and Declarations. And Tim Sheets being the author, he's got many, many other books as well that will bless you. Angel Armies uh, was one of uh, the most popular books a couple of years ago. I've got a couple of copies, several, because I've given them away. And so you want to get your hands on that as well. Apostle Tim, thank you for spending this time with us. I know your time is valuable, but I really do feel like you've made a deposit. I know you have, not just in my life, but in the lives of hundreds and even thousands of others who are listening and will be listening in the days ahead. Uh, Thank you so much for your time. Well, thank you, Jennifer, and thank you for all you're doing. And uh, I just commend you in the name of Jesus for your your concern for the body of Christ and and your faithfulness to declare the word of the Lord and uh, pray refreshing on you and blessings on you and uh, just that everything in your life goes to to a new level. Thank you for uh, allowing me to have this opportunity today. Bless you. Bless you, sir. Thank you for that. Bless you. Thanks for listening to this podcast. You can visit me online at jenniferleclair.org or so into Operation Liberation, our missions arm, at jenniferleclair.org slash missions. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClair is the founder and owner of APN, Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.